With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On ECN, the captain's run with Kane Corns. Yeah, welcome in. If you're just joining us, you missed a busy couple of hours, including some pretty strong feedback, as you can imagine, on the talkback line, one 736 736 and a bit of, um, yeah, a bit of criticism over the St. Kilda side's performance last night, and rightly so. There's a few Richmond fans up and about this morning, and we've also chatted a little bit about Carlton and David Teague's comments prior to their game tomorrow at the MCG. The VFL gets underway tonight, in fact, and our next guest is going to be coaching his first game as head coach of Werribee, and he joins us, good friend of the show, Michael Barlow. Mickey, thanks for your time. Morning, Kane. They've been getting into you this morning, haven't they? I haven't been able to catch uh, the show, <laughs> but um, I'll have to catch up on the podcast and see if you're, um, you're, you're getting unfairly treated as per usual. <laughs> I can hold my own, Michael, as you, as you know. So it's, it's all fair. It's all, it's all fine. Uh, makes for a, a decent uh, show. What about yourself? Um, who would have thought you've progressed this quickly into your coaching career? Head coach of Werribee, you're taking the reins after Choco uh, ventured off to Melbourne and fled the ship. How are you feeling and how's the preparations been? Thanks, been great. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of now it's getting very, very real for us. So we, we start tomorrow. We've got Collingwood at 2.30 um, at Avalon Airport. I'm just actually out at Werribee at the moment with the morning tea with all our sponsors, which... Um, in terms of what last year provided for, for the VFL was you know, essentially nothing, obviously, with, with COVID um, ravaging the season. But just to be out here with about 100 sponsors and understanding you know, their commitment and the excitement ahead, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, mate. And in terms of Choco and um, transitioning into the coaching box after him, it's, uh, yeah, it's very exciting and I couldn't have had a better better mentorship, I suppose, under, under Choco for, for 2019 in particular, whilst I was a playing assistant, and even for the phases and the advice that he gave me last year as I was, um, you know, heading out of the club and, and looking to coach a local club and play with a local club whilst he was still in charge. It's, uh, yeah, it's all happened really quickly, but um, yeah, in terms of learning and learning a lot of what, what to do came, but as you know, there's probably 20 to 30% in terms of what Choco teaches that you probably can take with a grain of salt and and leave it aside, but uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a tremendous leader and I'm um, looking forward to somewhat filling his shoes. You sound like you're in a cellar out there at Werribee, Mickey. A bit bit, e- bit e- echoey this morning. It's, I don't know if they got good phone reception out there or what. Maybe if, if you're on speaker, we might get you to jump off speaker if that's okay because I want to get your thoughts on what sort of coach you will be, mate. Is it, uh, you know, what? how would you describe your style? Yeah, how's that sound? Is that a bit better? No, not really. No, we're, we're, we're struggling a little bit on... Two seconds. 
How's that? Might be, yeah, that's better. Yeah, you might have had us on there Bluetooth in the car or something. That's, that's loud and clear. Uh, what, what sort of coach are you going to be, mate? Had the AirPods in, mate. So you got ah, the AirPods. Okay. I've lost them a couple Apologies. of times. Um, mate, I, I, I think it's a good question. Get asked, asked it a lot, but I'm probably still just um, you know, working it out a little bit myself and, and just transitioning out of a, a playing role really quickly into into the head coach role. It's all happened really quickly. So I've adapted a lot of, um, I suppose, Choco's philosophies in terms of on-field and what we want to do with the ball. That we want to um, you know, provide a entertaining, high-scoring um, product, which... Has, has been allowed now with the new the new rules as well um, in terms of moving the ball a bit more freely. But as you well know, I was also coached by another guy called Ross Lyon who liked to to put up the um, put up the brick wall a bit and, and defend and, and provide a pretty stingy team defence. So there's an element of both, um, but at the same time, it's it's the buzzword in coaching. You've got to build the relationships and um, you know be really relatable to your players. And, and at the moment, I suppose transitioning straight out of out of uh, well, from AFL footy to VFL footy and playing with a lot of these guys, that's pretty easy. But the challenging parts will come, you know, as the season unrolls, uh, unfolds, and tougher decisions have to be made and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, so that's that's all ahead of me and something I'm looking forward to. What about uh, some of the recruits you've got? Uh, any names that we should be aware of? Looking perhaps for a second opportunity at AFL level or, or some notable names. Yeah, pretty lucky, Kane, in terms of probably our first, first of all, our list retention um, from 2019 through the COVID year. We've kept a lot of our more experienced players that have been around a while. Our captain, Michael Sotomarco, um, JJ Lister, medalist from 2019, Tom Dribble uh, and Nick Coglin. They're kind of the mainstays of, of our group that have stuck around despite um, you know the, the salary cap hit and, and everything that's come with it. In terms of some um, AFL prospects and guys that we, we're pretty bullish about out here. A guy called Jack Henderson, who's played two seasons of VFL footy and, and never missed a game, um, straight off, straight out of school footy in in, in Geelong. Um, he's from Blighty up in the country, so good mm. good country guy that's played now 40 VFL games. Team of the year last uh, 2019 as a forward, uh, and we'll look to to shift him more through the midfield and give him greater opportunity to expose himself to some recruiters. Um, and a good mate of yours, Matt Loby, we recruited him oh, in nice. for 2020, which which didn't happen. Um, so he's he's on board as a, as a playing assistant coach, uh, along with Wiley Buzzer. So we've got the big sorted. Got a lot of big boys that have come out and um, and ready to rock and roll for 2021. But uh, yeah, that's complemented as well with a lot of the the guys we've reta- retained, um, you know, since the season we didn't have last year. The new rules will help with that. How have you seen this anti-density stuff that's been so controversial? Yeah, oh, it's, to be honest, it was a bit frustrating from probably a VFL standalone point of view because we'd been given the rules. And I spoke to Jared on his program a couple of weeks ago when the when the adjustment did come. So I suppose for, like, for those listening that aren't fully aware of the rules, it's every boundary throw-in we've got to reset um, you know, two players into our into our forward defensive fifties. So yeah. two pairs have to have to reset regardless of where that throwing is. Um, initially, it was from a slow slow point as well, so we'd have to reset um, three pairs, and one of those pairs had to be in the goal square. But um, you know, there was some fairly outspoken AFL senior coaches that um, didn't really like the rule, and fair enough in terms of trying to, to coach a program for the AFL where they're playing to different rules at the VFL. But um, I suppose when the rules were initially put in, as VFL coaches, we were probably scratching our heads thinking, 
um, there's a bit of a, a guinea pig aspect to it. Um, so we adjusted and, and got on with it and trained it and tried to find a point of difference in it uh, right up until the point that you know it's just been uh, pulled from under the rug in the last couple of weeks and um, you know there's been some pretty uh, severe adjustments to those rules which again you know it is what it is we'll just get on with it and and play the rules because it will make for a better product I think it's, it's common sense has prevailed but I suppose the timing of it um, and the time we'd put into it uh, was just a little bit frustrating. 22 teams this year, massive changes across the whole of the competition. Uh, am I right in saying that it's just the first two rounds that have been scheduled in, the rest of them are floating? Has, has that been a challenge for you to work out how your life looks post-round two? Probably uh, puts a few barriers up for my social life, Kane. Yeah. At, at the moment, <laughs> I don't think anyone's as busy as you. I don't know when you get get time to um, get time to put the feet up, but I'm a little bit similar at the moment. Um, yeah. I know I'm saddling up with you tomorrow night for... AFL Nation after the, the Saturday afternoon game here at Werribee um, for Port and for Port and the Blues. So from my point of view, I'd like a little bit more certainty around uh, you know, some structure beyond round three, but understanding it, it is in line with, with 14 aligned clubs. We've got to be able to adjust and be flexible and agile as we all, all um, understand the, the new buzzwords. So it is what it is. First two rounds, we're, we're understanding of, of where we play. We, have, we do have some idea as well, we can liaise with, um, especially the standalone clumps during the year and come towards some sort of agreement in advance um, as to when those games will be. But um, now it is what it is. We've got a, a pretty aspirational and uh, highly driven group that the old Ross line isn't Kane. Anywhere, anytime, doesn't matter. We'll, we'll try and get the job done. <laughs> you sound like a coach already. Come on. <laughs> well, I am a coach. Yeah, I, am a I coach. know. I know. You're not even one game in and you're pulling out the, the cliches. Um, what about the, your observations of the AFL season so far? As you said, we'll be in the commentary box for AFL Nation tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Uh, any surprises or anything that's shocked you or stuck out so far? Um, oh, I've just loved, I think, along with so many others, the, the emergence of sides like, like Melbourne, who mm. I was... Um, a little bit pessimistic on going into the season and they have really just adjusted or shifted some of their style, but a lot has been made of it. And I've, I've joked around a fair bit um, with the person himself and some people that know him quite well, like yourself, Mark Williams' involvement at Melbourne and you know how he coaches and he coaches the basics. And that was a real Achilles heel, I think of Melbourne for some time in terms of kicking the football and, and being composed under pressure and, we know how wacky and crazy a guy like Choco is, but he's just so invested in teaching the basics, the kicking, the ground ball, the handball, the marking, that that, um, you know, it's, it's not a surprise at all that, that they've adapted to, to, to where they are at the moment from where they were. And a team like Sydney, similarly, in terms of just playing those young guys and bringing in youth and exuberance, um, as well as mixing that with the experience of the Rampies and the Kennedys and the Parkers, like who would have seen that coming? Two teams at four and zero that um, are bringing two different elements, um, but it just shows why our game is so great. And as a supporter, you could sit back across the summer and, and have hope, as Adelaide fans have um, found, and Sydney fans and Melbourne fans have been the major beneficiaries. Well, mate, I hope I'm seeing you tomorrow night in a happy mood. Good luck with your first game in charge against Collingwood, and, and I'll see you tomorrow. Looking forward to it, Kane. Yeah, so go go the Tigers, 2.30 Avalon Airport Oval against the Pies. Get down there. Support uh, the man who is the man now of the Werribee Tigers up against Collingwood tomorrow, and you'll hear him as a part of the AFL Nation commentary.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.